Hey, welcome guys to Retro Media Talk. Today we have Steve Lego on the line, and uh, it's just me, Steve Montgomery, and we're going to be talking about a 1988 classic. I know I say that a lot, don't I? Yeah. Everything's a, <laughs> everything's a classic. Well, I mean, I was, obviously, you know, in our minds, we're not going to discuss anything we don't consider a classic. Yeah, so, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> okay, but, it's, but it is a cult classic now. Of course, I yes, know. yeah, cult classic, but uh, from one of my favorite directors, John Carpenter, and it is called They Live. They Live. And it's one of those movies that kind of really takes the veil off uh, certain things. I think uh, I think it's an important film to cover. Not only that, it you know for me, it, it's just got a great. Um, kind of exposure to what happens behind the scenes and uh, you know who controls the narrative but it also it's it's a fun movie and it stars you know rowdy 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 piper one of the probably the most infamous villains in uh wwf history right yeah i mean he's he's definitely one of the you know one of the legendary uh, from the heyday of WWF the back with the Hulk, yeah. the Hulk Hogan, the beginnings of WrestleMania, Mr. T. Remember him and Mr. T boxed yes, yes. at WrestleMania 1? Yes. I mean, I, that was when I was into wrestling as a yes. kid when he would come out in his kilt. And <laughs> right. And he was just... He was, he was awesome. I, I really liked him. Even though he was yeah. a villain, I, I really liked him. Yeah, I, did, I didn't mind him actually. You know, as a kid, usually when you know, uh, whenever uh, a villain would be threatening Hulk Hogan, I hated him. I oh, hated I know. Him, you know I, what did, I, mean? I did too. But I did too. yeah, there was something about Roddy Piper because he was so like outlandish, and he would start going on his rants, and his face had turned red, and yeah. you know, and <laughs> he, he, you know, and slobbering all over the place. And, yeah. Um, yeah, he was he was an interesting uh, character, definitely. Uh, Definitely uh, an iconic uh, wrestler and uh, one of the guys, unfortunately, that uh, died uh, way too soon. Yeah, he did. And he died in his sleep, like, mysteriously, didn't he? Or was it... Uh, I don't know the details of his death, honestly. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been it's been quite yeah. a while now. I think they ruled it as cardiac arrest or something, but... Well, he was know. so high-strung, it doesn't surprise me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. He uh, He was only 61, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he was young. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think physically, um, you know, he did, you know, he did have a lot of like, you know, joint and oh, yeah. problems and stuff like that. I, remember, I know he'd had, he'd had like, uh, you know, uh, uh, like a steel hip replacement or titanium. He had, he had a bunch of injuries, which all those guys did from from that from that era. But uh, yeah, I, don't, I think he was pretty healthy. Um, you know, just one of those things. Uh, yeah, because you know, I, I mean, wrestling back in the day, it was pretty, it was brutal. I mean, they really did do a lot of damage. And then later on, I think it became more controlled in a way that uh, to prevent injuries. Uh, as far as what I've read, I don't know if that's uh, that's yeah. I think accurate, you know, I yeah, I think you know, yeah. Back when um, when WWF became famous back with Hulkamania, you know, that whole era. I think they were starting to slowly 
transition out of like you know everybody getting busted open and bleeding all over the place and and yeah. you know uh you know it, it kind of got a little bit uh a little bit softer I, I think and then um you know and then in the 90s uh it started getting a little bit more uh graphic again you know because, you know you see it now it's i mean it's you know it's all uh it's a lot more extreme. I mean, people are jumping off, you know, forty foot steel cage. You're not, you weren't going to see Hulk Hogan or Roddy Piper doing that. So I don't know. But either way, back then those guys were three hundred days on the road. You know what I mean? They had three hundred shows. Yeah. Out of out of three hundred sixty five days, you know, getting thrown down on that on that mat, and you know, so yeah, they took a beating. You know, so uh, I'm sure Roddy, when he uh, got offered, uh, hey, let's you know, let's do a movie. That uh, was probably a great you know transition for him i i know and i don't even really know how many movies he did um but uh i don't know e- I, I don't either um yeah because uh yeah i mean the only the only movie i can remember is uh they live but i i guess uh he probably did do maybe something else i don't know that's a good good point because uh, i mean for his first film i mean if if he did multiple films, I, I guess we should look that up. But uh, yeah. for his first film, he did a great job, you know, um, for having no. I I mean, obviously he's a um, he's a wrestler, so he is some sort of actor. You know, you got to act right. the part. So I guess I guess you could say he's an actor. But uh, yeah, there was a rumor back in the '80s that the ones you know wwf came into its prominence and i say it's totally rumor i couldn't i can't verify or whatever if it's true but somebody told me that those guys had to become members of the screen actors guild whether that's true or not oh really huh you know remains to be seen would make sense i mean they're performing on tv right so i I don't know but then again and, and it's scripted to the performing so i don't know maybe maybe not but um yeah, I mean, it looks like uh, he was in a TV series. Um, he was in Zorro in ninety ninety one. Oh, okay. Um, he was, you know, he made TV appearances. He was in the Superboy TV series. So he did some acting here and there. He was in the Highlander TV series, okay. which I don't, I, I don't remember that, and I'm a huge fan of uh, of uh, that series. But yeah, he, he he made a few movies: uh, Jungle Ground, The Misery Brothers, Marked Man, Terminal Rush. So they're so sounds like direct view. Sounds like yeah, direct <laughs> direct a video yeah uh, kind of things. But okay, I'm sure I you know and I'd I'd have to look, but I'm sure he had to have been on Thunder Thunder in Paradise, right? Remember that show? Oh, uh, what was that? Was that, that was Hulk Hogan's show. Remember he was on like a boat yes, or something. Yeah, all the wrestlers made appearances on there. Yeah. And I think him and Piper were were friends, so I'm I'm sure he probably made an appearance on there. I remember watching wrestling back in the day. What was the wrestling? There was one that wasn't WWF. It was another one, but it was totally extreme. They would they would put uh, take razor blades out and cut themselves. They were just bloodied head to yeah. foot. Yeah, that was uh, that was back in the '90s. That was uh, that independent uh, federation uh, ECW. I think eventually... it was wasn't it in the '80s though. Because I remember watching it when I was young. It was just crazy bloody. Well, that was probably just the old NWA. 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, I forgot about yeah, that one. Yeah. You know, like all those guys, yeah, that they, they had those big, gross scar tissue foreheads from cutting themselves with razor blades <laughs> yeah, yeah, every man. match, you know. <laughs> I'm sure they cracked down later with all the blood-borne pathogen diseases going <laughs> You know. Well, I think I think I think a lot of it ended with uh, the whole AIDS thing back in, oh, in the 80s. Yeah, you know that's true. I mean? Yeah, that'd be dangerous. Yeah, they probably had to get tested before a match or something. But anyway, with they live, as far as the score goes, it's got that cool bass line, and it's a mixture between blues and a little like a western feel. Carpenter kind of improvised that whole thing. I think we should give everybody that probably hasn't seen this movie just a, a brief, like, synopsis. synopsis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go ahead? Yeah, I found a little a little short one that I think pretty much encompass, you know, encompasses the movie. It's uh, So the movie's about, uh, they don't tell you his name, actually, in the whole movie. It's and like they, Nada. They, yeah, it's Nada. Yeah. I guess that's his last name. They they don't ever say his name, but it's listed in the in the credits. But the movie's about Nada, a down-on-his-luck construction worker that discovers a pair of special sunglasses. Wearing them, he is able to see the world as it really is, people being bombarded by media and government with messages like stay asleep, no imagination, submit to authority. Even scarier is that he's able to see that some usually normal-looking people are in fact some kind of alien in charge of this massive campaign to keep humans subdued. Yes. The, the one thing I love about this movie is seeing it again as opposed to seeing it back then, it seems more real than ever because, you know, being bombarded with all this technology like cell phones and everything else, it right. seems like it seems like we're more asleep than ever and we're more bombarded by with uh, propaganda than ever before. And the signal that, that you know, that shoots out to, to you know, uh, blind humans from seeing the real aliens that have taken over the world it's mm -hmm. like the signals all around us you know this this cell towers the 5g everything is just bombarding us 24 7 and then back then in 88 man it was like you know it was just it, it was it was more clean but now it's like every corner every block you see a cell tower you know what? So I don't know, man. I mean, to me, I, you know, when I go down the rabbit hole, I'm thinking, "Holy cow, man! It's pretty visionary to say they want you asleep." And some of the words that you said, "no imagination," uh, it was one of them. Uh, some of the other ones were no independent thought, do not question authority. Don't question the science either. Yeah, don't yeah, don't question the science. Don't question anything because we are the news media and we will tell you how to think, how to feel, and how to act. Right. And it's and then uh, some of the other um, quotes were uh, watch TV, submit, obviously sleep, obey. Oh, I said that right. Conform, and then one was marry and reproduce, which is is no longer valid today. Right, they don't want you to do that. <laughs> but uh, as far as an alien standpoint, I, I can see why they they would want to reproduce with the uh, humans to 
have little alien babies, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah. So it's pretty relevant. This you know, since this movie came out in '88, and we're looking at 2022, uh, all these things uh, factor in today. Well, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the guy, the guy that wrote the story. I don't, even, I don't know when he wrote the story, but uh, I mean, it was a pretty. Uh, he had some, he had some foresight, I guess, um, into what was to come. You know, because like yeah. I said, you know, uh, you know, uh, there was messages, you know, in the movie on on billboards and and different things. You know, almost like you know, you know, we see like uh, you know animated billboards and stuff now. So I mean, yeah, I mean, he he he, he had some foresight. I mean, but then again, you know, uh, the government's been using uh, these type of campaigns on people since, like, uh, you know, the 50s, you know, Operation Mockingbird and all that kind of stuff. So, you know. 40s, 50s, yeah, 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 exactly, dude. I mean, and you think about when this movie was made in the the 80s, I mean, the only media that people really had was the nightly news, right? Right. I mean, that's, you know, and of course, you know, uh, maybe they would inject certain things into television programs and movies, but not not really too much back in the 80s, but it was mostly, so mostly all the propaganda was coming from the nightly news from people like Dan Rather and and, and that kind of stuff. And then you had the newspapers because everybody read the newspapers and they're all, uh, you know, full of the, the same scripting because you had, you have, Right now, presently, I guess, there's six corporations that own 90% of the news media. That's corporate corporations that own the news media. I mean, six corporations, that's that's not much, you know? No. They own 90%. So they're going to tell you whatever they want you to know or what you, you to hear or whatever and... And you're constantly under this type of mind control from news media because if you go to one channel, you go to the other channel, you go to the other channel, they're all kind of repeating themselves, you know, oh, yeah. making sure that you got the narrative that they want you to know about. And don't question it because questioning it is not allowed anymore. You can't question it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as far as being awake and knowing how propaganda works in movies, TV, and the news. I think this movie was kind of like, uh, well, the book was a kind of a warning. And the movie, movie kind of puts, you know, they kind of, they kind of weigh in on it a little bit, but they also make it, you know, like an action thriller type movie. But yeah, there's definitely a message in there. Yeah. And the, the, and the, and the message is that you know, there's always somebody behind the curtain. Behind the curtain. You know, right. trying to pull the strings of society. And you know they they did it back in the fifties in movie theaters with intermissions and flicker rates. You ever hear that? And flicker, flicker rates. And, yep. yep. To, to kind of like hypnotize you into buying products. So it, it's it's going on uh, today. It was going back going on back in the fifties, and uh, you know I mean really uh, it, you know and it works. It works on a vast majority of the population. Well, you remember Coke uh, and like. Uh, some other products uh, they did it on popcorn in 1957 I think it started where they would flash real quickly a thing of you know drink coca-cola or something yeah uh, eat popcorn and um, it would it would be so fast that your eyes didn't see it but your mind would pick it up and then yeah their 
they're inc- they increased Coke sales in theaters by like 18%. And then the other, the popcorn went through the roof like 57% with these subliminal messages. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that was back then. So what do they have now? Oh yeah, I mean the technology now. <laughs> so it's you know it's not it's not even like not even the technology, but you know like you know when you're on social media and stuff. I mean they have bots. They have bots, right? That that do the the steering and yes. uh, to you know to to go to certain places and see certain things and yeah yeah. I mean it's it's uh it's pretty crazy, you know. But like I said, what's crazier is is that there's some people that are just so oblivious to the fact that they're being they're being steered a certain way hey guys do you want the ultimate iodine supplement how about liquid b12 how about liquid turmeric in a herbal cold pressed tincture never heated the ultimate in detoxification pure powerful and potent liquid formulas in a raw herbal extract totally organic use our special coupon code healthy life at checkout at globalhealingorganics.com use coupon code healthy life have you ever had this happen man your cell phones uh you know sitting out, sitting around you or whatever you did not do a search for anything oh it happens all the time dude i and, know what you're gonna say and you're talking about something and all of a sudden you get an ad for it yep yeah, that happens because I, it happens to me all the time. You know, uh, a, a, a certain person said years ago uh, that yeah. it, it's you know it's always listening. Always listening. They, they said you know really the only way to uh, not have it listen is to basically take your battery out or put it in some kind of like Faraday pouch because it's yeah. it's continually on. Yeah, you it's know? amazing. By the way, full disclosure, uh, I do have an Alexa device, and I said I never get one. But uh, the best thing I can suggest to people, if you like it, because it, it, it does make it for a great Bluetooth speaker and it's nice to play music through Amazon, uh, I would just unplug it after, after uh, you know, use because you don't want to leave that thing unplugged because – or plugged. Did I say unplugged? You don't want to leave that thing plugged in right. because it does gather information. I have so many uh, friends and family that, that use those devices, and and uh, it's tempting because it's so convenient, it's so cool. Yeah. You know, Alexa, do this, Alexa, do that. But it's like I will never, unless <laughs> unless you know, they just they make it so that you have to to purchase any kind of electronic product. Yeah, I will never have a smart device like that. Never. Yeah, yeah. The only good thing about it is you can tell the Alexa device to play retro media talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, That's not worth it to me. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know, man. I just uh, just unplug it, unplug it. But yeah, it's always listening either way. I mean, you know, whether you're listening to music, it's still listening. It has to listen. It has to listen all the time because you have to tell her something. So she's right. always listening. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it and that damn thing listens. I mean, it can pick up far away. I can be in another room, and say it like at not a high volume and that thing hears me so i don't know what kind of listening like whatever uh, are in there but they're freaking powerful i'm aware to the fact that she's listening i'm unaware to the fact that it's that it's collecting information but then again i'm i'm kind of screwed it's a double-edged sword because you got to have a cell phone now 
to do anything and that thing's doing the same damn thing so it's you know it's a double-edged sword man yeah i mean if you're really if you're really serious about it you know i have three or four of them you know i have a privacy pouch and just slide it in there i do have a privacy pouch too <laughs> i i rarely use it uh just because i forget to the problem but, is you can't get calls <laughs> well I, honestly i don't i don't take any calls from anybody oh so, you don't oh okay. no no i you know if uh anything you know unless i'm expecting to talk to somebody yeah. expecting that's I why i can't I, never get a hold of you yeah <laughs> i don't i i don't i don't answer the phone ever um you know if i you know because normally i don't have the phone near me yeah and so if somebody did call i wouldn't be able to pick it up anyhow and then i'll see yeah. i'll see somebody called and if i recognize it uh the number yeah. maybe i'll call them back or whatever but yeah I, I never answer calls so i don't i don't really care and, and if somebody text messages me um I'm usually waiting for a text. I'm usually waiting for yeah. a call. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anything else is not really that important, so I don't really care. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair enough, man. I like that. Jim Morrison, back in the day, the lead singer of The Doors, said, whoever controls the media controls the mind. I think that was a pretty good statement. Well, yeah, Jim Jim Morrison, uh, you know, he was, he was a pretty smart guy. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just so it's it, it's true though, you know. So you got six corporations that control the media, ninety percent. I mean, that's a huge number. So they control people's minds, and you can see it every day. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the biggest. We won't get too political here or whatever, but brought to you by I, Pfizer. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think the biggest mind control experiment on mankind that in my lifetime has been COVID. By far. Oh, for sure. I mean, they told you to wear a mask. You wore the mask. Uh, they told you to do this. Now, the only time I wore a mask was when I had to get into a store. But th the brainwashing and the scare tactics that the media pulled, I mean, it's still affecting people out there today. They're still masked up. They're still scared as hell. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, th that is a prime example of they live. For sure. I mean, it's there's no doubt about it. I mean, it was all coordinated across all of the platforms. Um, you know, they had they had people in charge of suppressing information that didn't that didn't go along with the story. And yep, yeah. I mean, you think of the the very first shots of the media. Remember when COVID first came out, right? Uh, scenes from from uh, you know uh, China. I remember people were like twitching on the ground and foaming at the mouth. You know that was the start of the the brainwashing, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean for sure, for sure, it it, it was definitely the biggest uh, mind control experiment on, on people. Yeah. You know, you know, and it's all coming out now that you know most of it was a farce. Hey guys, do you like Star Wars, Funko, Marvel Legends, McFarlane Toys, Legos? Then I got a special coupon code to save 10% over at Entertainment Earth. Use my special coupon code CRAZETV with a K. K-R-A-Z-E-T-V to get 10% off at EntertainmentEarth.com entertainmentearth.com with coupon code craze tv with a k to save 10 percent so the so how did you like the movie uh when you when you watched it uh you know recently here um you know 
It would. <laughs> I, I know I, you I, hate that question, probably. No, <laughs> you're I, like, oh, you I enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed seeing it again, especially on Blu-ray. I I haven't seen. It did it. look good on Blu-ray, didn't it? Yeah, I yeah. I hadn't probably seen it since the early uh, '90s. Yeah. You know, probably my guess is. So I'd forgotten some of the scenes and stuff like that, but um, it was definitely uh, a John Carpenter film. It was definitely a, a lower budget uh, film. I mean, but I mean, a good story carries a movie. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was a good story, but some of the acting, some of the special effects, not so great. But all in all, I thought I thought it was a pretty good movie. You don't like the aliens uh, special effects on that? Uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of a unique. Th- you know I, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I like. Well, you know, I'm I'm always a huge fan of movies that are like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I just love movies like that where they're like either clones or you don't know who they are. You don't know, you know, the Invasion of the Body Snatchers is more creepy. Yeah, yeah. There was I was there was never any point where you know. Body Snatchers is kind of, but was kind of scary. Yeah, this wasn't so scary as no, it wasn't at scary all. at all. No. You know, but um, you know, if, you know, he's coming down the the street, and you know, it's, the, the guy's talking to his watch. He can see us. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. And I got one that can see that. That remember that lady in the store? Yeah, and they, <laughs> dude, I I got a I got we got to go over some of the best lines though. But th- remember that one lady that was uh, outside the building looking in the reflection, doing her hair, and he said, uh, that's like pouring perfume on a pig? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that cracked me up. But he said something, that lady in the store, I don't know, it's like uh, something about her being ugly and blah, 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 you know, because he could see her as she really was with the sunglasses on, and he had just discovered who these people were these aliens were we got to talk about the best line in the movie or the most famous line that got into the movie and it was written by rowdy through some notes he had made uh he gave to john carpenter because he would in wrestling he would always call people names and and you know have to come up with lines and blah 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 and one of the one of the lines was "I'm all out of bubble gum" or so, I, I I'm I forget what it, the, the the actual line said, but it was it was similar to this. And um, he well, he said, "I've come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum." Yes, and that was like, I guess that was taken from his notes in wrestling or whatever. And John Carpenter said, "Oh man, that's a classic line." Uh, one of the other lines was, "Mama don't like no tattletales." <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. One thing that they 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 put in that movie that was that was kind of cool is the drone that was following you around. You know when you could see in the with the glasses. Yes, that was kind of uh, that was foretelling. You know the drones that are spying on you, and that was cool. Uh, one of the other lines I love, of course, you get, we got to talk about the. The longest fight scene, I think, in history. Frank, what's his name? Frank, Frank. right? Wasn't it Frank? Yeah. yeah. Uh, David I, Keith. It, you think the fight is over like four times, and it just keeps going. And all he wants him to do is put the damn glasses on. Right. 
Remember yeah, that? Yeah. It just kept going. And <laughs> it's like, like, oh, my he's God. Like, put, the, put the damn glasses on. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, just put the glasses on. I mean, they, they beat the hell out of each other over these freaking glasses, and <laughs> it's just it just goes on forever. It wasn't a really good fight, though. You know what I mean? Not compared no. to today's movie fights, I guess. No, you know what I mean? no. It was really good choreographed, I guess, because this... this uh, I uh, forget he's a big fight choreographer, uh, choreographed the fight, you know. But for those days, it was good. But, yeah, I mean, not. I mean, it's a little dated now. Yeah, it says the fight sequence was designed, rehearsed, and choreographed in the backyard of John Carpenter's production office. Uh, the fight uh, between Nada and Frank was only supposed to last 20 seconds, but Piper and David decide, decided to fight it out for real, only faking the hits to the face and groin. They rehearsed the fight for three weeks. So Carpenter was so impressed he kept the scene intact, which <laughs> runs five minutes, 20 seconds. Okay, so, so almost six minutes then. Jeez, that's a long fight, dude. That probably is one of the longest fights. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it, actually. You know? I mean, watching this movie again, I was just like, I forgot how long that fight was. I'm like, they're, go they're still going. They're still going. It's like, oh my gosh! I don't know if we should give give away the ending. People haven't seen it, but uh, we'll just give the synopsis of. Okay, so there's a satellite dish. Basically, it goes out, spreads the signal that blinds people from seeing aliens around them. So basically, you got to stop the signal. If you stop the signal, then everybody can see the aliens without the sunglasses. Because the only way to see the aliens are with the sunglasses. When people do see the aliens, one of my favorite endings is in this movie. Okay, so there was like no nudity throughout the whole movie or nothing nothing really bad except a, few, a couple F-bombs F or maybe or something. But the very end scene, that chick, her tits are out. She's riding that dude. And then she looks down, sees he's an alien because the signal's been broken. And he goes, he goes, what's wrong, baby? <laughs> and then it ends. Yeah, that was yeah. just so classic, you know. But there was one thing, I don't know if you caught it, when the aliens you know, we're, we're on there and there's like, there's so, there's too much sex and violence in movies. And, uh, George Romero and John Carpenter gotta, uh, gotta show some restraint. I don't know if you caught that. It, it was funny though. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't see that actually. I guess I did give away the ending, but. And uh, he, and he dies at the end. Roddy dies at the end. Yeah. Might as well give the way a damn ending. If you haven't seen the movie, sorry, man, but <laughs> you gotta see it. Um, even though I we just gave you gave away the ending, but yeah. I assume most people listening to the podcast probably have seen the movie. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I would I would imagine. I mean, yeah, the rundown is that that you know he meets a chick, you know that uh, he he hides with her, and then um, she takes him to meet these underground people that are trying to fight the you know they're trying to you know they they're aware and and they they want to shut down the signal and they tell him where the the signals being transmitted then it ends up the woman that was helping him was working with the aliens and uh, roddy does roddy kill her or does she just get killed no he shoots her yeah, that's uh, right the one scene 
where they walk into that uh, dinner party or whatever, and that guy kind of like, hey, boys, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, you should have yeah, dressed yeah. up for the part, you know, for the party. Yeah. And, and then they convince him to show him around, show him around, give him the tour or whatever. Yeah, that was that was pretty uh, funny. But uh, yeah, and that and that guy that was uh, you know that was showing him around. I mean, that guy, he 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 always played that type of a character. He's been in a ton of movies. Uh, you know, I I I'd have to look up and see what his name was. But you know, he's been in a ton of things, and he, he always plays some schlub like that. Yeah, but his line, I love his line in the you know uh, the last scene before he he uses that watch to you know transport uh, uh sorry boys or whatever he, uh, or whatever he 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 vanishes right right their little transport technology or whatever but he says uh everybody sells out every day might as well be on the winning team or something like that <clears throat> before he before he leaves i was like oh that's a that's a good line it because is. you see that every day. I was gonna say that's that's how people <laughs> that's how people feel nowadays. You know. Yep. The you know the the country be, can be imploding and people are like, well, you know, hey, you know, I mean, as long as I'm on the side that's not imploding. Yeah. But they don't. Re- but they don't realize that, as usual, that you know, once their usefulness is done, they'll be a loser like everybody else. Exactly. Exactly. You know. It it would be interesting, right? If like th- this movie was re-released or if this movie debuted today, right? Oh my gosh! That you could have a th- you would have a theater full of people, and half the people would see this movie a certain way, yeah, and another half would see it another way, right? Yeah, right, right. For me, I don't know about you, dude, but I love movies. But whenever I watch a movie, I can pick out the propaganda. Every damn time, you know, I look for it. So I, so if you look for it, or if you, you know, catch it, because I talk to so many people, it's like, did you catch this? Did you catch it? No, no, no. Well, they're asleep. You know. Yeah. Uh, we're awake. We can see. You know, we don't need the sunglasses. We can see what's targeting. So I think if you're aware of what's targeting at you, even though it's a good movie and there might be some messages that are like, oh, I see where you're going with this. I mean, you're aware of it, so you can't get programmed. Like, other people can get programmed very easily. Yeah. You know, I was thinking the, this movie kind of had the the same feel as um, – and I can't think of the movie now um, – I want to say uh, it was like a kind of a dystopian type movie, and um, the guy had to go somewhere and get new eyeballs because uh, you know in order to get to places you had to have you know there was retina scans. But I oh, remember yeah. he was he. I want to say it was maybe it was Minority Report. Oh, I love Minority Report. Yeah, I, I you know I might I might have a movie or two I think that mixed is, together. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that is a very good movie. But you know, when I remember he's walking down the street and there's like screens and same thing. They're kind of like uh, there's kind of like propaganda, all, all, you know, all around. Out yeah, of, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's I mean, like it's, pre-crime. They're 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 uh, you know, it, it's it's like today, like they're trying to put you as a criminal because you searched for something or you looked thought you know it's almost like thought crime. You yeah. know, you can't look or research anything, but it might put you in that. 
that box already, you know, like, oh, he's going to do something. He did a search for this. Uh, but yeah, Minority Report is a very eye-opening film, too, in that regards. Yeah. I uh, I was looking up a little bit of a little bit of a trivia about this movie you know that john carpenter uh he was uh so impressed with uh david Keith's performance in the thing that he uh, ended up writing the role specifically for him yeah um and also he he um he wrote the movie originally planning on putting kurt russell as the main character <laughs> that's what i was wondering dude <laughs> but he he felt like after he uh had russell in his past four films yeah. <laughs> that he should go with somebody else you know because he did uh Big he look. did he did the elvis movie the made for tv mm-hmm. movie Escape from new york the thing and big trouble in little china yeah and that was that that big trouble in little china china came before this one and I guess the sunglasses were from the, that movie. Oh, they had a, a bunch of them or whatever, and they uh, they carried them over to this movie or something. Well, that's good. At least they were being uh, economical. Yeah, <laughs> and and the uh, I guess the the homeless camp in the beginning was a real homeless camp. Yeah, I well they made it. I guess they shipped in homeless people. I, I had read, and. Uh, uh, for to shoot those scenes and uh i thought it was a real homeless camp is what i read uh, well they, they did they did uh there was a special feature thing about it uh, oh. i don't know if you watched it oh okay and, and yeah he he rounded up no he he rounded up homeless people and paid them and paid them yeah. and fed them yeah and uh okay that's what it was then which 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 is pretty cool yeah um another little bit of trivia it says that uh Carpenter and Roddy Piper both um, said they had a problem with authority. Yeah, yeah. And it said uh, they. Um, Carpenter said since he was a kid, he he hated authority, and uh, he said he he he's never uh, gotten over it since he was a kid. And uh, Roddy Piper said um, a quote: <laughs> "Ask me for my shirt off my back, and I'll give it to you if you tell me you're, to give me your shirt." He's like, "There's not a chance." <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh- and that maybe that's why uh, we think the way we think because we question authority. Yeah, I hate authority. I honestly, hate authority yeah. too. I do too. And, and it's, you know, I guess what it is, it's not the problem with authority because in society there has to be authority. Right. But usually when you experience the people in authority, they're idiots. You know, like they're. They, well, that's they, the problem. That's they, the problem. They don't have any skills. They're useless. No. They they're just like. You know, they're just they're just morons. That's like that's why you know I was in the military, right? And so yeah. I was in the, I was in the Marine Corps. I loved the Marine Corps. I, I yeah. loved it. Yeah. You know, I have lifelong friends I still uh, talk to. I love the Marine Corps, but the people in charge, morons, yeah. right? It's and always so, morons. And, and and so like when I was in there, I mean, whatever whatever they told me that I couldn't do, I I just did it despite them. <laughs> yeah. You know, when we go into a foreign country and they're like, hey. These places are off limits. You know, as soon as they let me loose to, to, for my free time, I'd get in the cab and I'd say, take me, you know, take me here, take me there. Wherever they told me not to go, I went. Whatever they told me not to do, I did it. 
And uh, just because I'm, I don't, I'm not going to listen to you. You're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I have a good boss, you know, that doesn't like demean me or you know, really respectful. You know, it's like, right. hey, man, I, you know, we can just be on a friend level here. I'll do exactly what I need to do, right? With right. no no questions asked. A few more things about uh, they live. Yeah. Um, you know, it opened up number one at the box office the oh, week it, it came out. Yep. Oh, what was um, it against? I'll have to look that up. Okay. But, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but originally, it was scheduled to be released on October 21st. The film was moved to November 4th to avoid competition with Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Oh, are you serious? Um, oh, jeez. You know, and prior to that, you know, the first three movies, Halloween movies, were directed and produced and written and all that kind of stuff by by Carpenter. Halloween Four was the first time he wasn't involved in the Halloween franchise, um, so they didn't want that to compete with him. And they also uh, wanted to capitalize on the November eighth presidential election due to the film's social commentary. Oh, that's what I think. The Blu-ray just really. The way they cleaned that film up, like if you watched it on uh, an old version of DVD, an old DVD, it just, this was a, a very good uh, representation of the film. And I think it it brought a whole new uh, level of uh, experience to it. Yeah, you know, it, it was very, uh, it was very like bright and clean. Like yeah. it looked like, you know, it, it looked like it was maybe very recent movie as far yeah. as like the, the look of it. So yeah, no, it, it it was it was a, it was a good clean uh, print. Yeah, it looked really good. Um, the sound was really good as well. Um, yeah, sound was good. Yeah, you know, I was never, you know, years ago when when Blu-ray came out, um, maybe because the TVs hadn't been hadn't really caught up. Yeah, but I was like, I was totally like uninvested in the whole Blu-ray thing. I'm like, the DVD looks just as good. You know mm, what I mean? That's, right, right. That's a I'm not going to spend money now for movies that I already have to get this, but you know, shifting gears to another release, that six million dollar man box set, it yeah. is so clear. Oh, it yeah. is, it is so crisp. I mean, oh. you can see the hairs on people's head. I mean, it's just so crisp and clean. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, how, how Blu-ray can can just improve how a, a show or TV uh, or a movie looks. Blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, I I love it, man. I love that six million dollar man on Blu-ray. Uh, but I haven't seen it on DVD, so you just confirmed that it looks light years away. Then, than the oh, DVD. There's no question. Okay. I mean, and and DVD version when it came out, the Time Life set. I mean, compared to the syndicated stuff they were showing on like Sci-Fi, the DVD looked great. You know, because they did. They cleaned it up, you know what I mean, and, yeah. and put it on DVD. But the night and it's night and day difference between DVD and Blu-ray. So I mean, it's it's, I mean, it's it's so it's so crisp. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I wish they would have done that to the Incredible Hulk. I wish they would have took the time to do what they did with Six Million Dollar Man to the Incredible Hulk. And you know, when you figure they would have, because it, it's a Marvel property, and Marvel's got. S- Marvel Disney has got so much money, and yeah. they try to milk every ounce of money they can out of it. I mean, you figure they would they would just go ahead and just and, and do it because there's there's a huge 
following for the Bill Bixby Lou Ferrigno TV series. Yeah, yeah. Huge. I stated that there were six corporations that own 90% of the media. Maybe I should list them. It's Comcast, NBC Universal, Disney, CBS, Viacom, News Corporation, and AT&T. So there you go. Six. Big six. So bottom line is that's your big six right there. Yeah. Big six. Control 90% of the news and information. And if you uh, are an independent news channel that goes against the narrative, you get shut down. You get censored. You get deleted. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe, uh, maybe you know, people that have never seen They Live might want to check it out. It might open your mind to what messages are being thrown at you on a daily base, basis and what keeps you, you know, keeps you distracted, keeps you asleep, keeps you not having independent thought because that's basically how to control a mass population is take away their independent thought anyway something to think about i gotta say something about this other line that i loved in the movie that i forgot after the fight they had there was a uh-huh. lot there was a line and it's <laughs> rowdy piper goes life's a bitch She's back in heat. <laughs> that is, I don't know. I like that almost better than the chewing bubblegum one. Yeah. <laughs> Life's a bitch. And she's back in heat. <laughs> Suppo- supposedly, uh, Randy the Macho Man Savage uh, said that that was his favorite line from the movie. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. shoot. Well, I I think, I think I'll, I'll go with that, too, because that is... That line cracked me up big time. Carpenter's got some films that kind of like resonate bigger today than they did back then, kind of. Escape from New York, I think, resonates more now than it did back then because... You know, you know I, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen that movie seriously since, you know, the early 80s. I, you know, I, I don't remember yeah. too much about it other yeah. than he's Snake Plissken with yeah. the eye patch. But 1981, and uh, it's it's kind of funny because New York, the city, is gone to hell in a handbasket. It's full of crime, and people are trying to escape New York. So I think I think that that name is kind of fitting. Yeah. For uh, <laughs> I mean, well, it's the same from uh, same thing in uh, L.A. Right? So escape from L.A. You yeah, know, so. yeah, you're right, dude. The two <laughs> the two big biggest cities. I think. Um, in my opinion, though, I think that um, John Carpenter, it's a mixed bag. You know what I mean? I think he's made a couple of good movies, but most of them are most of them are not that great. Oh, so, I mean, some of them been you know average, obviously. But I the, mean, he he made a lot of low budge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Halloween is my favorite. Um, Assault thing. on Precinct Thirteen. Have you seen that one? I have. Yeah, uh, you know that that was uh, that was a favorite. Um, the thing, uh, amazing film. That's my know. favorite, John Carpenter. That, That's that, my favorite. I just actually watched Halloween two days ago, and uh, the original. Or yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, gearing up, gearing up for 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 our podcast here in a few weeks. Okay, cool. And 
Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how, how old that movie is and yeah. how young Jamie Lee Curtis was. Yeah. But it still gives you the creeps at certain points with that music, I'll tell you. Well, plus, I love the way they filmed that, or John Carpenter filmed that, because one thing, one of my quirks, okay, that I have with a lot of the Halloween sequels is that you can see his eyes. And I like the way you never saw his eyes. Only glimmers. You did see it in the end when the mask got torn off, whatever. You saw a little bit in the closet, kind of, but mostly it was like black, you know? It was, you, but it wasn't like big eye holes and, you know, that, that whole um, uh, William Shatner mask, the original, just fit so well. And I had a problem with the, the Halloween sequels after that because they kept changing the damn mask. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? That that's that's what they used the uh, a, a mold from an old Captain Kirk Halloween <laughs> costume, a kids kids Halloween costume yeah, for that. I know, I know. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't don't know that, and I'm like, I think, think it's hilarious. I know it is. I mean, I mean, talk about uh, talk about low budget, but easy and effective. I mean, look how effective that mask is. Because when you think of like Halloween, you think of that Michael Myers mask. You know, you think of the Boogeyman as being a white mask, just kind of glowing out from the darkness. And that's that's why I liked Halloween so much. It was just kind of like, you know, Jaws, but a serial killer kind of just peering from the shadows. And uh, yeah, that's why I just loved about it. You know, and the music fit. It, it did. It made the whole movie. But I guess we're talking about Halloween now. So all right guys, uh thanks for listening to Retro Media Talk. We're gonna give we're gonna tie this episode up, but uh we also want to give a shout out to uh Steve Lego's wife, Lori Lego, which uh likes every episode and we appreciate that, Lori. So if you guys wanna be called out, have a shout out or something, put a comment in the uh description that say you you know, listen to the show, whatever, and uh we'd love to uh sh- give you a shout out. Yeah, I mean, even if uh, you know, if you got uh, you got a question you want answered, uh, yeah, you know, questions, yeah, any, we would love that. Yeah, it could be about anything, you know. Yeah, if you got a question, comment, anything that you want us to discuss or anything, just put it in the comments. But uh, yeah, go to our Facebook page and put it in the comments there. At uh, just look for Retro Media Talk Facebook page. And then uh, put it in the comments uh, on there. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Thanks for listening to Retro Media Talk. We hope you enjoyed this episode of They Live. Please find us on any of the platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music. I mean, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Uh, Red Circle, Tinder, Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you say that. That's, yeah. that's a that's great. Um, yeah, uh, match uh, dot com. <laughs> uh, or or just go to retromediatalk dot com. Find all the links there. And there's a few platforms out there I don't have links on, but uh, you can just Google uh, or whatever search engine you have that you use. Uh, just search retromediatalk.com and it'll or retromediatalk and it should.
pop up a lot of the platforms. Yeah, and you can also find my handmade doll clothes that I make on Etsy. (laughs) 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 And the brand name is what? Nikki? (laughs) (laughs) The Nikki collection. The Nikki collection. (laughs) Yeah, guys, if you want to hear the story of Nikki, just check out the Vintage Technology Part 2 episode. The one before this, it's a funny little tale that Lego shared about a boy named Nikki. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. I forgot about that line. So my final words are, they live. They live all around us in a world of propaganda, surveillance, and control. Um, you got to be aware, man, of your surroundings. So put the sunglasses on, open your eyes, take the blindfold off, and see a world captured by they live. Always follow the money. And even though we're not captured by aliens that we know of, we are captured by a lot of evil people. Never be afraid to question anything or everything. You're not a conspiracy theorist because you question things. You are a truth seeker. Don't be a sheeple. That is independent thought. So don't let them take your independent thought. Even though I take a multivitamin, I also like to take superfoods. And the best superfood I found on the market that tastes just amazing is Brick House Nutrition Field of Greens. Real organic superfood. One scoop of Field of Greens gives you the full spectrum of colors with fruits, veggies, herbs, spices, and more. Helps with your overall well-being by aiding in antioxidation, lipid metabolism, and glucose metabolism. Since Field of Greens is made from real foods it's technically not a supplement this is just pure whole foods guys and you can get a discount right now by using coupon code healthy life just plug that coupon healthy life before checkout in the coupon section and get our exclusive discount you have to try field of greens from brickhousenutrition.com Thanks, guys, for checking out our podcast. We really appreciate the support. Again, please subscribe to the channel. Look for us on YouTube under Craze TV with a K. And I also want to just thank Steve Lego for his military service to keep this country safe. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.